Billy, are you ready for a podcast? I'm quite ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. My castle crumbled overnight. Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about... I'm doing better than I ever was. Taylor Swift. Cause my baby's bit like a daydream. And we have a special guest today to be our cruise director... A teenager, we figured this episode required a teenager to lead it, and Amos Noto, resident 14-year-old, volunteered to be our cruise director. Welcome, Amos. I still expect compensation, you know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep, that sounds, sounds right. You can have, you can have a percentage of the um, profits and expenses of this podcast if you prefer. I see, when you go public. All the drama queens taking swings. Right now, it's more expenses than profits. We gotta service the loans. On the <laughs> we gotta, the we bonds. got some uh, bonds. They're very best bonds to pay back. All right. So, Amos, when we typically do these um, cruise director episodes, rather than Waldron and I taking turns playing songs, we just have the cruise director, who in this case is you, just walk us through the songs you want to talk about. And so, you know. The, the mic is yours. Okay, no pressure, though. Well, how many songs do you have? You've got, you got five? I have six. Okay, we can work with six. Do you have an organizing principle that you're using for sort of how you decided to um, choose songs? It's quite a catalog. My dad in the car yesterday was like, you, you need six songs for the podcast. So I chose the six that I liked the most and found the most musically interesting. So... And we should have said up front, Waldron, we're focusing on two albums today. Oh, okay. It's not all of Taylor Swift. We're looking at 1989 and Reputation. Unless, Amos, you're ready to say on record that the six songs you picked from those two albums are the very best songs of Taylor Swift's catalog. Are you willing to go on record? I'm not quite ready to say that, as I feel that Taylor Swift her very best this might be against the rules of their very best podcast but um i feel that taylor swift songs very best changes day by day moment by moment as sometimes you want something that's like really high paced and fast and other times you just want something slow to study to or read a book to Hmm. okay well i think he's got the hang of it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think you're in, Amos. There, and there are no rules. We're making it up as we go along. Is there going to be a club? Is there going to be some executive club with like a bouncer? Yeah, there's a <laughs> rope. You get to go straight into the VIP. All the fans have to stay in the main room there, but you get to go into the back room there. Alrighty. I want to say what Amos just said made me think of the fact that like I feel like Taylor Swift's songs are geared towards like a very emotionally vibrant teenage frame. and those emotions can change quickly. So maybe that's part of like how you experience it. Like when you're on the same wavelength with what Taylor's singing, that that song might resonate more than if it's, if it's, you know, you're in a different place. I also think it's worth saying that, you know, we, we make these, um, we make these proclamations about having no actual qualifications up front. And I think that that is true to an extent, but we should note that Amos is also a pretty accomplished piano player. 
Pianist. Do you prefer piano player or pianist, Amos? I'm fine with I'm fine with either. I have no preferences. I think you know you've got qualifications. You've got as I think you've your qualifications, qualifications are no worse than ours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're as qualified as we are. All right. Let's get to, let's get to the music, shall we? Uh, before we get started with that, I want to go on record to say that August has made some predictions, or I should say, <laughs> a prediction. August, oh, I hear this. a friend oh. of Amos's, my son. It, yeah, if it wasn't clear, we go to school together. August has registered a prediction, and I will reveal the prediction later on. He's predict. He's pretty confident about it. I'm not so sure, but we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. All right, Amos, hit it. You ready to play some music? Should I press play? Sixth best blank space. Talk to us, Davis. Tell us about blank space. All right. So I have opinions about this. Um, I honestly think this would be among her third or second best, if not for how much it was overplayed. Oh. I've heard this song. I'm estimating here several thousand times in my lifetime and it's just gotten to the point where i'm sick of it (laughs) yeah but you still love it i do amos do you think could you envision a point in your life when maybe you go 10 or 15 years you've got other musical interests taylor swift sort of fell into the background and then this song comes on you know in the restaurant that you're in and you're like oh my god i forgot how much i loved this thing yeah, and I still love this. Maybe the overplayedness of it will go away. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on this song will definitely change in the future. I just, right now, I'm listening to some other stuff. I, honestly, once I heard I was going to be on this podcast, I was like, I got back into Taylor Swift. Amos, was Taylor Swift born in 1989? I think she, I thought she was born then. Am I just totally wrong? And I'll write your name. Yeah, she was born December 13, 1989. Okay, a little worrying that that's on the internet, but... Well, lots of... Th- I mean, she's a public figure, so lots of things are on the internet about public well, figures. I, I'm ready to talk a lot about the fact that she's such a public figure, because I think that that has a huge impact on the work that she's done. I mean, yeah. she started when she was 14 and going down to Nashville to be like a country music star. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a music an entertainment product like that every move you make every especially the art that you create but you know everything in your life is totally public your you know birthday is going to be the least of it and um and it has to have just a giant impact on what you what you produce and and the and in her case I'm not sure early on what it, she produced anything except for the personality and the voice and the face right um yeah i'll have more to say about this when i have my revenge later on there's a section later amos when i get to have co-hosts revenge and i guess bill you would also have some co-hosts revenge uh, i have i have thoughts i mean i so this album came out in 2014 i saw it live it was a great album yeah we saw the we went to see taylor swift live waldron nice. amos and i pretty sure i fell asleep like 
three quarters of the way through. Yeah, old, how old would you have been, to, uh, Amos? I was like five. I honestly don't remember anything except playing Minecraft on the bus right there. Well, <laughs> I think you were like six or seven or something like that. You were little. So does that count then as Amos's first concert? Do you remember it? Yes. I remember. Um, it was impossible not to remember Waldron. It was spectacular. First concert was a big deal for you know for every for most people at least our age. I don't know if yeah. this has changed, but like your first concert was is a is a thing, right? Oh yeah, so. totally. Alright, I'm eager to hear the fifth song. Oh, okay. Yes. Um. Style, also from 1989. Here we go. And I'm not saying when I say that this is the fifth best that this is in fact bad. I'm just saying they're better ones. Yeah, okay. I like it. To me, this, you know what this, the vibe on this one brings me to, Waldron? Tell me. I want to hear your prediction. I want you to, I want to see how we've trained your AI. (laughs) Dude, I have no idea. No idea? So to me, like, the first couple songs on this album really remind me of the Cars. Is it because of the snare drum? I don't, I don't, maybe, I don't know. I no, actually don't think, I, I think it's, it's like different. the synth or the drum track. I'm not quite sure what it is, but. Well, there's a hand clap that does have a lot of reverb on it. It's not the same as the snare and that, and, and that's kind of sounds like it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like it too. Now, are we into a period of time when she's writing stuff or is, is this sort of crafted by the by the label and they've hired a lot of... Um... Yeah, I think what she's doing right now is she's uh, re-releasing a bunch of her old stuff but doing like 10-minute versions. I honestly have not kept up with some of the newer Taylor stuff, if I'm being completely honest. She has writing credit on all of these songs, according to the research department. Okay, cool. Well, I admire that, you know. Yeah. What's your disposition to Taylor Swift, Bill? Are you, um... I like Taylor Swift and I listen to her records. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I, I think it was seeing the concert, actually, come to, come to think of it. When, like, I, I wasn't really a Taylor Swift fan until we went and saw her 1989 concert. I didn't know who Taylor Swift was when we saw that concert. In fact, a couple <laughs> years later, I was like, Hey, Mom, didn't I go to a concert that one time? <laughs> Can I talk real quick about concerts, first concerts? I want to know what your first concert was, Bill. Oh, my first concert, my first concert wins. Tell me. Barry Manilow. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) My first concert, I want to talk about it because of the last Bowie episode. My first concert was Van Halen. Ooh, that's a good one. For the Fair Warning Tour, and this was at the Capitol Center where several uh, months later I would see Bowie performing. Uh-huh. And, well, Jun, I must ask, how old were you during this concert? I would have been like 18, 17 or 18. Okay, okay. And 
I was not a fan of, uh, I was not yet a fan of Van Halen until I saw that concert and it really blew my mind. I mean, I was instantly converted into the cult of that one album. I was imagining like a five-year-old Waldron of like a Van Halen concert, so. <laughs> my parents weren't that cool, but, um, but the, the point is, I think that that set me up because I was in that same venue later on seeing David Bowie in a suit and it was not as um, impactful as Van Halen. Well, I do think that seeing live music can be a completely different experience than listening to it recorded or on the radio. I mean, just being in the crowd, witnessing the sort of pyrotechnics that can happen on stage. Time for some reputation. Okay, there's one, uh, mm, one more. How you got the girl? All right, Amos, give us something. Okay. The, the reason this isn't my number one is it's too slow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a good song to sing along with. It's a great song. I love it, but it's too slow. It starts off and it just doesn't go anywhere. That, to me, that syncopated bass line is very head bop inducing yeah okay so Taylor Swift on a popular music streaming platform has 52 million monthly listeners okay Amos it's quiz time oh Amos good luck to you I'm in your corner Amos on this one Amos do you know do you know David Bowie at all yeah Starman that was him right yeah Starman Major Tom. Apparently you know more than your dad does. <laughs> How many monthly listeners on the same popular streaming platform do you think that David Bowie has, given that Taylor no Swift, Swift Don't has look. 52 million? Don't look. You're looking. He's cheating. He's cheating. Cheating. Uh, He's cheating. Hands in the air. Let's see your hands. Okay. Show us your hands. Um, I want to say 30 million. 30. I think 30 or 80. <laughs> you think David Bowie has 80 million monthly listeners compared 30, to Taylor Swift's 30. 50? Uh, can I get a guess too, Waldron? Yeah, get a guess. Let's call this an over-under competition. Okay. I'm going to go with six. Um, you're both off by a factor of two um, because it's 15, almost 16. So six is half or so of that and 30 is double that. <laughs> wow. So false and false both <laughs> times. <laughs> So Taylor Swift is superstar when compared to superstar, Taylor. much more popular. I think it, you know, it's not. You have to be a little careful because this is also like Spotify. How many of the Bowie fans are on Spotify? I don't know. They're probably still listening to vinyl or real to real. Amos, how do you feel like it's going? I feel like it's going pretty well. Are you enjoying it? Yes, I am. I just want to check if uh, Apple Music has a similar monthly listener count. I don't think they do, which is unfortunate. It's a piece of data that you just don't need. Apple would prefer you don't worry about it. Okay, Amos, what's going to be coming next? I'm ready for something from Reputation. But... Yeah. 
Okay, um, look what you made me do. There seems like there's like a market, there's like a, a genre change. Do you agree? I don't like your little games. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Waljin, are you familiar with the song? I had been clued in that these were your two favorite albums. So I did listen to them both and I did my usual sort of audition a couple of seconds of each song or uh-huh. sometimes I would let it play. I don't remember this one. This would probably have been when I was like next song. Okay. Then you missed the good part, <laughs> which is the chorus. With an artist like Taylor Swift, somebody so popular, you, you can expect the choruses are going to be super hooky, super catchy. So you're right, I should have. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me But this one's different because it, it's like a snake that eats its own tail. An Ouroboros, if you will, Waldron. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my... <laughs> totally. That that chorus, that look what you made me do, repeated over and over, is honestly the reason why it's third. It's first, first or second time it's fun, but the third and the fourth, you're tired of it. But I do love the way the ooh and the do land on the same note. That was kind of neat, or unique. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah. I like this album. I, re- I remember when it came out. I remember buying it on iTunes. It was like the first piece of intellectual property I bought with my money. But I really liked it. I listened to it nonstop. I have it on the iPod over there. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. That's good memory. Yeah. Yeah. First album, Waldron. Was your first album that David Bowie album you mentioned last time? Yeah, it was Changes One Bowie. Yeah. And you stole it from your sister. I don't know if I did, actually. Um, I was thinking about it. I, I don't remember how I acquired it, but it was definitely my first one. And it was it was one that I chose for some reason. So mm-hmm. My first album was Yellow Submarine. My grandmother gave it to me for Christmas. Nice. <laughs> disc. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, Amos disagrees. I, I strongly disagree. I'm not a Beatles fan. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. <laughs> yeah. That's so deep, dude. I love it. <laughs> this song has three quarters of a billion plays. Yep, that's a lot of plays. <laughs> 750 million people have pressed the play More button. than any other on this album. you just made me do all right i have two more songs okay tell us second favorite is wildest dreams wildest dreams this opening line i just i know this song and it's and it's like i know this is gonna be good synth pad huh you like that synth pad he said let's get out of this town I think she does a good job going between the like chest voice and the head voice here. But this 
This like stacked vocals sounds great. Her vocal sounds amazing, in my opinion. Super well recorded, definitely. In the back as well. Kind of provides like a heartbeat to the song almost, if that makes sense. Totally. There's only one problem with it. It kind of reminds me of shaving a haircut. <laughs> it's like the secret code to get it to the club. And then it goes up high right here. You like the high, the high notes, right? Yeah, I like this one. It's quite popular among my friends. So like, that'll get played and everyone will be like, yeah, Taylor Swift. When Taylor Swift is often regarded as not popular among the teenage friend group. Oh. Is, right. is it not cool to like Taylor Swift these days amongst, Already? amongst your peers? It's not not cool. It's just that she's, when people think Taylor Swift, they think overwhelmingly country. That's interesting because I feel like all the albums that we've been listening to are post her country phase. Yeah, I know, but she's going she's going back to country now, I think. Oh, really? Back to the roots. Nice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I approve of that. So am I. You're also going back to your roots? I'm more open to country with country music with every passing year. There was a time in my life when I would never have tolerated any of it. Mm-hmm. He's gone to the and dark side. I don't know, man. The thing about 1989 is it's so much more of a cultural icon than reputation. Hmm. It's weird. 1989 has more songs that have sub 100 million plays and reputation. Every song has more than 100 million plays, I think. So there's more picking and choosing going on, I think, in 1989 than reputation. Yeah. The thing about reputation is it's more of a set. Right. Well, like each song, they all kind of have this synthesized backbeat feel about them. Mm hmm. On reputation or nineteen eighty nine. On, on reputation. reputation. They're more they're more modern. It feels like there's more of like a hip hop influence on reputation. Do you think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like nineteen eighty nine feels more like eighties yeah. pop inflected. Yeah. Reputation is definitely my favorite Taylor Swift album. With nineteen eighty nine coming in a close second, depending on the mood. Amos, I want you to declare it her very best though. Are you willing to do that? I'm willing to do There's that. There's this little eye roll. I don't know if you saw that, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teenage art. You lose it he when you turn. He doesn't want to be managed by me. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Full stop. Dad's goofy podcast friend. Okay, Amos, is, do, are you ready to play the very best song by Taylor Swift? It's time. I am indeed. What is it? I want to say that her very best was I Did Something Bad. I love this opening. I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. I did something bad is also from reputation. So I play him like a violin and I make it look oh so easy. Cause for every lie I tell them, they tell me three. There was a period of time when I would play drums along to this song with headphones on. <laughs> Wait, Dad, that's kinda cool. Why didn't you tell me that? You were too young. <laughs> <laughs> If a man talks 
Like it's gonna drop at any moment here. Here comes the drop. Too bad too. thing that's interesting is that synth bass sound. I don't know if I call it a synth bass because it's all over the map. Yeah, there's like a... It's like an effect instead of a piece of the... Yeah, there's like... It's like a fretless bass with effects <laughs> or something. So Amos, this is your favorite Taylor Swift song. Easy. I'm going to ask you to tell me... And, you know, if, if you don't have a good answer for it, that's fine, because Bill, your dad does this to me all the time. And he's like, tell me something really interesting about this song and what it does to your emotional or psychological, you know, disposition. <laughs> this is the end of season one of Their Very Best. <laughs> it just talks to you? Yeah. Uh, I really like that opening. Those, I think they're violins or something, some stringed instrument, but I really like it. I like the drop. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. You know what I think interesting about this album is um, I feel like part of Taylor Swift's image as a young musician, as like a teen country star, was, and even in the beginning, even in a little bit in 1989, was like, I don't know, America's sweetheart or something. Yeah. Right? Mm. And in this album, there's sort of like a, a little bit of like an. She's kind of rejecting that. She's like embracing her personal dark side and saying, don't box me in. Okay. And it's self-empowering or something or it's like I'll, I'll define myself you won't define me anymore I think that's part of what's going on in this album I've actually I've listened I've listened to this album enough that I'm waiting for the song that comes after this to come on like it just cues in my mind yeah I know that feeling Walter talked about that actually Amos you haven't heard it yet but on the David Bowie episode right I'm surprised that Amos hasn't listened to every episode before they're released he's on the front of the feet Shall we? I have audio that has um, August's prediction. We'll see how he did. I want to hear this. What's this one called? I did something bad. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Amos, are you ready? I'm I'm very ready for this. I want to hear this. Hello, Dad, Bill, and Amos. It's August. This is my official prediction for Amos's top pick for Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure he'll choose the song I Did Something Bad on the album Reputation. Okay, thank you, and goodbye. Well done, sir! Kudos! Wow, he nailed it. Ten points. House Faulkner. Now, I have a question. Amos, did he know this? Did he, did he already know this? No. My goodness. I don't think so. I might have mentioned it offhand, but I don't think I did. Wow. That was just like a slam dunk. Yeah. House Faulkner has a better, seems to do better at these things than House Noto. Mm. Well, do you know why, Bill? It's because of preparation, dude. You know, we do our research, we do our preparation. <laughs> what was your second one? What, what did we listen to before that? Oh, God. 
Um, wildest dreams. Oh, right. It was wildest dreams. Okay, hold on a second. Hello, Dad, Bill, and Amos. It's August. This is my official prediction for Amos's top pick for Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure he'll choose the song Wildest Dreams on the album <laughs> 1989. Okay? Thank you. And goodbye. Wait, did you record one for like every single song? <laughs> cheating. Hello, Dad, Bill, and Amos. It's August. This is my official prediction for Amos's top pick for Taylor Swift. He does it so naturally. I'm pretty sure he'll choose the song Blank Space on the album 1989. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. And goodbye. That's brilliant. Well done. Next time, next time we're going to demand a live August. He's going to have to hold up a newspaper. Do I get a little bit of revenge? Oh, yeah. Please. Well, I want to hear this, actually. I listened through a lot of stuff, a lot of Taylor Swift stuff, including her country days, and I just didn't really love it. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Been saying yes instead of no. Until I got to her lockdown COVID album, Folklore, and the other one, Evermore. Oh. Martha loves these albums oh. too, by the way. And I love it. I hate those. Okay. <laughs> no, go on. Take your revenge. I'll tell you why I love them. Because she's been a manufactured entertainment product, or closely managed, if not manufactured, I, I think that to her credit, she has you know, asserted herself as her own person and artist and done so with aplomb and, um, and has represented herself pretty well publicly and made some interesting moves from a personal career perspective and then also artistically. But these al this album, Evermore, especially Folklore, I was thinking about what it must be like, and I've mentioned this before, but I was thinking about what it must be like to grow up with your 14 to 16 year old face on the cover of an album and having you know every note that you produce be very closely observed and and managed and how in order to get away from that and do something completely different she really needed to be in lockdown to write some songs that were her songs where she wasn't being watched she didn't have to go into a studio and just try some stuff out and have that be known by everybody in the world she could just write her own stuff but amos you hate both of these albums i despise them i loathe them they vex me wow martha likes these albums too by the way yeah oh, martha's got taste martha has taste roaring 20s tossing pennies in the pool and if my wishes came True, it would have been you. In my defense, I have none. But never leaving well enough alone. Um, and then also, if just I want to register some family court of public opinion, I asked the Beast whether she liked Taylor Swift, and and she said, "It's too bad you guys have a podcast." And I took that to be. It was just a judgment on us, but what she, it, it's when she elaborated. That's a brilliant answer. <laughs> it, it is. What she meant, though, was that um, she's more of a video, and it, like uh, she loves the Taylor Swift videos. She's 12, so I don't know where she's seeing all that. I guess she's, I mean, she's a person in the world. She's seen, you know, stuff on the internet. They're all on YouTube, they're all on Apple Music. 
Right. So she thinks of Taylor Swift as being like a video yeah. artist. So that's why it's too bad we've got a podcast. Hey, Miss, what was that Taylor Swift video where it was like a live music performance? Oh, God. Yeah, that one was, was amazing. Was it a love song? Um, or uh, love, story. love Story? That's a good one. This is amazing performance where she's performing and then like she goes off stage for like three seconds, literally, and then while there changes from like this black like morning dress into like this white wedding dress and it's like the fastest costume change ever it's amazing it was from the fearless tour i think indeed is it decided i think it's decided it's decided for taylor swift so amos just reiterate what's her best album and her very best song Best album's reputation, best song is I Did Something Bad. Bill, we're going to do more of these, so beware. Watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron. And I'm Bill. Thanks for listening to their very best. And thanks to our special guest, Amos, for yeah. guiding us through Taylor Swift's work, or at least two, two of her albums. I'm the OG fan. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? Cause I know that it's deadly Okay, thank you and goodbye